What's good, people? Welcome to the Mind Body Hoops podcast. Whether I'm talking to athletes or authors or trainers, doctors, or anyone else, I'm trying to access information that's just not that accessible, and I'm trying to learn with you guys. So whether it's your first time listening or not, I appreciate you. Thank you for joining the journey, and let's find out what makes an expert an expert. Let's find out what makes a top athlete or a top author or a top entrepreneur, what got them there. And I think we'll find that what makes someone great at their craft makes them great internally and as people too. So a big part of what I'm doing here is trying to bridge the gap between what makes a great hooper a great hooper and what makes a great human a great human. I think the lines are blurred there and uh, let's see if my theory holds up. So I appreciate you guys. I hope you guys walk away with some actionable insights. I know I have in interviewing some of these amazing people. And uh, one thing I can offer you is just find that one thing, find that one actionable insight, habit, tactic, perspective that can change your your life. One small thing you implement that you take away from this podcast will create huge ripple effects in your life. So I challenge you, I urge you, I invite you, I offer you find that one thing. And uh, again, I appreciate you guys for joining me on this journey. I'm your host, Max McCoy. And without further ado, welcome to the Mind Body Hoops podcast. Today, I'm sitting down with Jacqueline Umoff, also known as Action Jacqueline. Jacqueline's a yoga instructor. She's a health professional. She's a Pilates instructor, bar instructor. She's a former Laker girl. She's an online entrepreneur. She's got a massive audience on Instagram of half a million people. She's got 30,000 plus subscribers on YouTube. And for good reason, uh, she's a she's a teacher of things that will make you feel better, both mind and body. We talk a lot about yoga and how it can benefit our bodies in terms of injury prevention and balance and strength. We talk about the mental benefits to yoga. And we talk about a lot of the mental practices and habits and approaches she's taken to become a well-rounded entrepreneur, well-rounded athlete, I would call her too. Um, She's a really diverse person with a wide ranging skill set. She's a skill stacker in every sense of the word. She just has a lot of skills and she teaches them in a great way online. Um, We have an awesome conversation that I think anybody will benefit from, whether you are an athlete, a teacher of the sport, an entrepreneur, um, or someone just trying to become the best version of themselves. I think uh, (laughs) Action Jacqueline, I think Jacqueline's story in terms of getting to know the nature of your own thoughts and becoming the best version of yourself will resonate with you. Um, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. There's some static at the end of the episode. I'm sorry about that, but I'm not going to cut it out because there's some some good things said at the end, end of the episode that I didn't want to cut out. So hope you guys enjoyed this awesome conversation I had with Jacqueline Umoff. Jacqueline, thank you for hopping on the podcast. It's hard to know how to uh, encapsulate you from Laker girl to a yoga, Pilates bar, nutrition, mindfulness instructor. Like there's, there's many hats that you wear, but, uh, I, I respect what you do. You get a lot of shit done and it seems like in a really wholesome and just like positive way. So thank you for being on the podcast. Thank um, you so much for having me here. I'm so excited to chat with you. If you were to come across someone that, that asks you like right now in this based in time and they ask you kind of what do you do how do you encapsulate that in kind of like one sentence or two um i help people to uh really live the life of their dreams and the way i do that is through the method of uh, meditation and yoga and movement and really using those as vehicles to 
deeply connect with themselves and create long-lasting, healthy habits in their life and uh, a powerful, responsible mindset. What's kind of the biggest um, the biggest driver for people coming to you? Like, what are they usually going through? What's kind of the the low-hanging fruit in terms of what people need help with and what your most common like client and transformation process looks like? Yeah, that's a good question. I think um, most people struggle to really stay consistent on any sort of routine and stay within their ideal healthy habits. So I think people are always seeking better ways to create those habits and stay motivated to do them every day and to stay consistent. And um, because otherwise I think a lot of people beat themselves up. Uh, And that's why I remind people that healthy habits doesn't have to take two hours of your day. Um, I know like if you're scrolling on Instagram, sometimes you look and you think by the, you know, by the time you have a healthy day, like it it takes like three hours, you know, because it's like all the different things like the meditating, the essential oils, the yoga, the walk, the fresh air, the breathing, the the cooking, the, you know, all like there's so many things that you can do to be healthy. And so I always say, just pick a couple of things um, and gradually start to incorporate them into your life and make them really a part of your life. And then, you know, from there build and, and move on from there. Uh, don't make it like anytime I try, I give lists of like healthy habits. It's, I never say like, okay, go now go do all 10 of these things. Cause you know, you would have to wake up at like four in the morning to get it all done. <laughs> I, I love that. And it's, it's definitely, you can tell by when you look at your content and it, a lot of the approach is like snack sized bits of information, which I love. And yeah, I always, I, I'm a similar way. Like I love habits personally. And if I learn something new, I want to apply it right away and try to become better. But then it can get to the extent where I'm like, oh, I, my first three hours of my day is like a new morning routine. It's like becoming too much. So I love that you push this, you know, it takes one small action, one bite-sized thing. And, and you don't have to get so hard on yourself if you don't do it. Cause I'm big on ripple effects. So if you take one thing that like Jacqueline's teaching you to connect with your mind and body, that ripple effect is uh is immeasurable but i want to talk about yoga because for me yoga was one of those things that i got into it similar ways to like how you share it and it's like just one piece at a time one small nugget at a time one pose at a time um and these stretches slowly evolved into me being like oh this is like this is yoga it's like i'm not just stretching now this is becoming yoga and for me yoga has the stigma growing up being a male and an athlete watching my sister being all into yoga, I always kind of shoved it away. And I think a big part of my audience might do the same is like now putting myself through it so much, it's hard to explain the benefits so clearly and that you've been in the world so long. So let's start with the body. How would you say yoga has like helped your body and the people you work with their body, like on a very science, like on a very like proven level, like what can yoga do for you? Yoga can do so much for you. And I think first and foremost, you know, if you do want to be somebody, an athlete, and you do want to be agile and prevent injuries and be the, be at the peak of your performance and lift weights or um, run fast, squat lower, things like that. I think you definitely have to have some sort of rehabilitation um, habits and routine in your life because you're asking so much of your body and your body also needs that chance to recover and to repair itself. And your body is always wanting to and doing simple stretches and poses like that will really allow your body to just relax and to release. 
Um, a lot of tightness comes from, it can come from stress. It can come from emotional trauma, from past trauma, from pain, like emotional pain. It can come from just weights. You know, if you're a weightlifter, um, the body is not really used to, or, you know, it's used to holding a big, heavy load. It's not used to letting go. So it's kind of stuck in that place um, of, of, you know, holding on to a lot of weight. Um, so that's why, but then it's interesting because a lot of people are like, you know, they're going to work and then they want to go and lift these huge heavy weights. And then they wonder why all of a sudden they pull a muscle or something. It's because you've been stuck in a chair all day. And then now you want to go lift something huge and you're asking so much of your body, but you don't like warm it up and you don't rehabilitate it and you don't stretch it out. Um, so yeah, so those are some of the key things. I mean, some of the, the biggest, you know, athletes have an amazing flexibility and mobility routine. Um, so you have to, like, that's what's going to take you to that next level, I believe. Um, some of the strongest people, you know, mobility is really like, can you hold, what kind of like, you know, range of motion do you have at end range motion? So like, what kind of strength do you have within your flexibility? Um, so it's, it's, I, to me, that's like the ultimate strength. And, um, so like a dancer, right? Like a dancer is so fluid. They're so strong. Like they can hold their leg up super high without, you know, just by pure strength and flexibility. So really like it, you athletes want to have that type of mobility within them and that flexibility to have their peak performance. Yeah. From the rehabilitation side, it's so important to like preventing injury or if you're injured, just to like help your body recover and come back. For me, it's helped with things like balance and those micro muscles within my body that I'd maybe never test or push to the limit. Yoga pushes those. And then as of recently, one of the biggest, I was like really reflecting on like, why am I not doing enough yoga? And like, it's always been the, the habit and the practice that I was like, I need to do this. It literally helps so many aspects of my life from sports performance to my overall well-being and pain reduction and just how I sleep at night even. Mm. And the habit I, or the excuse I kept coming up with was like, I'm going to lose all my muscle. I'm not going to be strong. Like if I'm, if I'm just stretching all day, like I won't have time in the gym to lift weights. And one of the things that I loved about some of the stuff you put out is that it is like yoga can make you stronger and it can be like this power yoga new kind of door that I realized through your page and your channel and the stuff you put out. So talk to me about like power yoga. Like for me, I, I did one of your classes preparing for this on YouTube and dude, I was, it, it kicked my ass. Like <laughs> from the core to my arms, the shoulders and like, you really? know, you're this like blonde, you know, like you're this, like my, my ego wants to be like, Oh, if she can do this, I, can do this. I was, I was burning and I was, it was, <laughs> it was hard. So I think what was it? Uh, it was, power one of your power yogas on that yeah at the beach or something so <laughs> I did that and my core was on fire my arms were shaking at some points like it's all these micro muscles that like uh it and it does so in a way that doesn't leave me hurting. so if I lift weights way too hard I'll be hurt and it just like my joints hurt and, and it's such an ego-based workout but yoga is like I like that you even use this wording inside out so how does yoga for you like strengthen your body and kind of how, how have you transformed strength wise through yoga yeah, I I mean, I grew up as a dancer, as a ballerina, and then I was a professional dancer. Um, but I love, like, I love it when guys take my classes and shine. <laughs> so that's, like, my favorite thing ever. Yeah, you're a badass. Um, 
Uh, I know I'm very deceiving. So I, yeah, I mean, yoga, there's, there's yoga really taught me, um, intrinsic awareness and strength. I was very aware of my body, but it was in a different way where I was like, you know, as a dancer, I was just trying to do the move. I was just trying to like manipulate my body in whichever way I possibly could to do the move and, and, you know, in the best way possible. So, but then yoga really taught me like just even the, the mere fact that like most yoga classes, classrooms don't have mirrors. And it was like such a strange change for me because as a dancer, I don't know if you know, like you're in a studio and you just literally stare at yourself in the mirror, like the entire time Mm -hmm. Um, at yourself, comparing your body, comparing your body to other girls, like just kind of, you know, it's just a mirror. It's an outward focus, right? And yoga is very inward and you really become aware of everything in your body, you know, down to your toes. Like some people never have thought about their toes, which was like mind blowing to me when I was going through my teacher training, you know, they're really like saying some people are so disconnected. And, and I was like, that is so true. Like having been a dancer, obviously, like I'm very aware of that, but it also, but yoga really taught me like really true intrinsic strength, like closing my eyes and finding that awareness and connecting to myself from the inside out. Like, like you said, Um, as opposed to like from the mirror, from looking outside in um, or trying to do a pose or anything like that, which I know yoga is very much like that too. Like people are trying to do poses and stuff, which I think is fun. People like to have things to progress towards and like people make it seem like it's so bad, but I think it's, you know, people like to have something to work towards. So I think the poses are great, but yeah, we don't want to get too caught up in like achieving the perfect pose. But um, I think yoga is really an amazing way to create, cultivate that awareness and to really get to know your body so that you can become the strongest version of yourself, both mentally and physically, because, um, you can, it's amazing what you can start to feel when you just close your eyes for a few moments. Um, it's crazy how a lot of times people will, if you know, in Shavasana, you can really let go or sometimes it's scary to let go. Sometimes we don't really want to, you know, we're so used to holding on to control and to keeping everything up together or, you know, keeping up a certain image or energy. And it's scary to really let yourself go and um, like really surrender. So I think that those last couple of minutes of Shavasana are so powerful because What's, what's Shavasana for the people that don't well, know? Shavasana is like the, the corpse pose at the end where you take a couple of minutes to, uh, after the, the whole practice to just relax and to meditate um, and you're laying down on your back and you're just lying there, really just allowing yourself to be held by the earth. And um, there are three times when your subconscious brain is most accessible and it is um, right when you wake up right right before you go to bed and right after you work out and that's you know that's been shown in research and so that is a time to access your subconscious mind so that means that you're trying to bypass the ego the thinking brain the the brain that keeps you really safe and and lots of times for us restricted right you know have you ever felt limited or you felt like you're holding yourself back or you've ever felt like why did I just say that? I don't even know who that, you know, I didn't even mean that. Or, you know, that's kind of like your thinking front, like prefrontal brain um, really operating just to keep you safe. And so when you, that's, you know, I get, I'm so into manifesting and really being powerful with my thoughts and intentional with my thoughts and having that time right after you work out is so, so such a potent time for you to 
have those positive thoughts to let go and to kind of let yourself, yeah, just let go and surrender to that moment and really see what comes up for you. Yeah, there's so much to unpack there. You started with like that strength from the inside out. And for me, like you, encaps- you encapsulated it perfect because it's like this experience of yoga that's pushing you so hard and it, it is so difficult for your body. But in, in a weird way, like for me, bench pressing, you know, it's just an example, you know, you're working out and you have, like you said, A to B, you have something to work towards. But with yoga, there's not that clear work towards. It's, it's sometimes just a hold. And then some, you feel your, fire, your muscles firing from the inside out and, and in ways that maybe are uncomfortable. And then that kind of does translate to the mind and it, because it's so internal and it's like this internal battle. And then, you know, you, you reach the climax almost, you're, you're, you're struggling and at the very end, you're kind of just laying there. And, and I love that you touched on the subconscious and the power of the mind. And that's a great transition into kind of what yoga does for the mind. So maybe for my listeners who have pain all over their bodies, like so many athletes do, yoga is such a great way to get your foot in the door and, and learn these things that can take care of your body to so many levels. But then yoga also encapsulates so many mindset practices within. So you talked about manifestation, you talked about kind of the energy you attract and the subconscious. What else does yoga kind of encapsulate in terms of the mentality that you, you adopt through yoga, but then that also carries on beyond the mat? Yeah, I think it comes back to awareness again, like really allowing yourself to strengthen a part of you that becomes aware and connected to your thoughts and to your body. Um, It's really fascinating when you listen to yourself in those moments that you say where you're holding the pose for a really long time. What are you saying to yourself at that time? Some people have conversations with themselves that are so mean and so bad for yourself that you literally beat yourself, you know, into nothing. You say, I'm not good enough. I'm, oh, here I go again, you know, like wimping out or like, what am I doing here? This is not for me or I'm so weak. Gosh, I'm always so weak. Why am I, my, you know, so some people will put really, really put them down. And I always say, you know, it's really hard to be your best self when there's always someone being mean to you, (laughs) you know? It's like the kid at school that's just like picking on you and you're just like, leave me alone, you know? And that's what some of us literally do all the time in our own brains. So notice those times in your brain when you're having that conversation with yourself. What are you telling yourself? And I guarantee there are other places in your life that you can see where you also tell yourself that when you hit a struggle, when you hit resistance, when you when you feel like you can't, you know, go one more breath, when you feel like you can't do it again, what is it the story that you tell yourself? Because that's really what they, you know, another way of saying it's like it's not how you what happens to you, it's how you react and how you react is based off of what your the story you're telling yourself and what you tell yourself and what you believe about yourself to be true. So it's pretty incredible if you begin to tell yourself, you know, if you are, become your own cheerleader and your own best friend and you're, and you're in your own corner at all times at those moments. And so those, that's why I think it's so interesting where it's a really, when you have those moments of hold and you're able to understand your thoughts and amplify them because sometimes they go so fast that we don't even put them into words. It's like the brain 
there, there's two parts of the brain. Like the brain has the thought and it, and it pushes it back into the body and the, and the subconscious mind so quickly that we don't even really digest. And so that's why I will, but you can kind of get a feeling, right? Like you get a feeling like of discouragement or maybe elation or inspiration. Like I can do this or like, Oh, I can't do this. Like heavy, you know? And so, so try to backtrack and say like, what brought me to this emotion? Why do I feel like uninspired right now? Why do I feel heavy? Like constantly asking yourself and inquiring within yourself uh, these types of questions so that you can really go back to seeing like, what are the, what was the initial thought that brought me to this place and this emotion and this feeling of energy? Um, and that's where I think yoga can really help you do that in those like quiet moments where we like create, that's why you say you create space because it's our, our lives are so loud and noisy and there's so much that we are doing every single day and having that space and that time to just like, uh, like literally just like take a breath and be like, who am I? You know, what, what are, what? what are the thoughts that I'm saying to myself? I was going so fast in my life that like, I didn't even know what my favorite color was anymore. You know, like, I know that sounds weird, but it's just like, I was like on the go, like go, 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 that I had never even like stopped to think like, this is what I really like, or, you know, and you start to lose yourself within like the busyness of life. Yeah, we don't stop. And I like that yoga does, I does amplify every thought because you're holding these maybe these pose that hurt or and, and you get to hear everything so much louder and the clarification of the thoughts that are going through your head is so beneficial because every habit that I kind of push on my page, whether it's like journaling or meditation, like the whole the whole reasoning behind it for me personally is like I always put like clarity is king. Like clarity is so important because if you don't know kind of the nature of your thoughts, you can't really do anything about them. And and through the like for me, yoga has taught me one of the natures of my thoughts is like, I'll bargain on myself. I'll be like, go two more seconds and then you're done. And then I'll, like, I'll quit a little earlier and I'll be like, no, it's fine. You've already gone 30 seconds when the hold maybe it was a minute. And it's, and I'm like, oh, wow, why am I bargaining with myself? Like this, like, I, I know I want to do this. Why am I like creating shortcuts for myself? And, and then through yoga, I can kind of find that pattern throughout my other day, the rest of my day. Maybe like, it's a little less clear. Maybe when I'm working and I'm saying, oh, you're good. You've done enough. Maybe that like that voice is a little quieter, but yoga gets amplified. And I think anything that amplifies the nature of your thoughts is like so beneficial. Um, you've talked about like a big reason yoga has been so beneficial to you and why you took it so seriously was anxiety. And you said, you know, you had a panic attack and and that was something that was new to you. And then that anxiety feeling kind of lingered for you. And I can relate hardcore to that. Like I feel like I'm a action-oriented person, like do uh, and I think there's so there's a lot of benefits to being that type of person that has such high goals for themselves and, and that sees like almost like you said earlier with this this survival instinct that like it's like a heightened awareness of all the things we need to do and it, it's, it's a protection mechanism almost to make sure we're like staying alive but how have you found like balance with that through yoga or, or out, even outside of yoga like how has your journey with anxiety been because I think that's something so many people struggle with I mean yoga really did save me and I think my experience with anxiety and panic attacks it's interesting like I I hear so many people more and more say that they've experienced it and it's scary 
um, it's really scary. You feel out of control, um, especially if there isn't one thing to point it to, like, oh, I had this trauma or I had this experience happened to me and this is why, you know, PTSD or whatever it may be, you know, a specific place to point it to. If you don't, and then you start experiencing that, it, you don't know really where to turn or what to think. Cause I was like that. I was go, go, go. I was a Laker girl. I was personal training. I had celebrity clients. They were like extremely demanding, you know, a a demanding schedule on top of that. Plus I had a clothing, a t-shirt clothing line, um, that I actually had, it was NBA apparel and college apparel. So it was like, I was going to like shows plus games, practices, appearances, gigs, trainings. Like I was just crazy. Yeah. And I've always been very, very driven. And it's interesting. Like I've, I've been studying more about just what, how, what, you know, what, motivates motivated people, you know, and there's all sorts of different things, but that's another topic. But anyways, I just start, it really forced me to slow down. And uh, the main reason that I realized that I was having it was because um, I was doing so much, but I didn't feel like I was making any progress. And so that's why I say, I think progress is so important. And I didn't, I, I didn't know what I was doing in my life. And I just didn't know how to enjoy the moment, enjoy the present moment. And that's the biggest, a huge thing about um, yoga, right? It teaches you awareness and awareness is being in the present moment. That's the only way that you can be aware. Cause if you're not in the present moment, you're not aware of anything that's happening. You're not in your life. The only thing that matters about life is right here, right now. This is life right now. So, and that's like constantly your gauge. It's like, you know, how am I feeling now? How am I feeling now? How about now? How about now? It's like, it sounds, it it sounds a little crazy, but if you actually do it, you realize how much you're not, how much you're disconnecting. So for me, uh, it it started the the journey of of really looking within and seeing what do I want, what what do I want in my life, what do I want? I was going going going, and it's like you don't even know because I started dancing as a little girl, you know. It's like then I was you know yeah. by the time I'm like twenty seven, and I'm you know we all we all evolve and we change, and we can allow ourselves to give us space to change too, and so. Um, it, it helped me to investigate my, um, my mind and my spirit and take responsibility for my thoughts. And, um, I read the book power of now and you're like the sixth person to talk about that book for me within the last like five, within the last like five days. And I'm like, I'm, I bought the book yesterday and it's crazy that you just brought it up. Like power of now is it's calling my name. Literally, it's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah, that's for you weird. then. <laughs> Don't wait on. until the seventh person tells you. I know. Now I gotta wait till I'll do it like for the second person from now on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but sometimes it well, like, what do they say? I think even in marketing, they say that you like you have to see something six or seven times before you actually take action. So there, well, you, there go. you go. Yeah, it works. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it comes. Like, shy when it came to like promoting one of my new challenges or something and then I read that I was like oh okay so I need to tell them seven times all right this makes this this helps me yeah I get like that too I don't want to bother and like explain myself too much too often but then there comes that time where you're like well some people didn't see it for sure (laughs) (laughs) so 
I love that you came back to Clarity and like, it sounds like you kind of were on this path and you kind of just were going, going, going and trying to achieve the highest level you could. And then it wasn't until you kind of maybe felt pain that you allowed yourself to stop. And then that stopping, you allowed yourself some space to ask maybe some powerful questions that led you to not just being a passenger of your life and just going down the, the path that was kind of laid for you. But now you started to move into a path that was more organic to you. And that was like more purpose driven and, and more connected to kind of just who you were as a person. And I think that's what's cool about your brand and the shit that you do. It's pretty obvious that it's like, this is, you're so wide ranging and there's so many services you offer and so many expertise, but then it comes down to like, this is just who you are embodied in a business, which is super cool. Yeah. I think, I think also like a big thing too, was there was um, a part of me that wanted to not make it a thing. Like I didn't want to, I didn't want it to slow down my life. I didn't, I, I knew that it was going to be hard. Like there was a part of me that was like, oof, I feel like this is, this is like, I've gotten in myself someplace deep and I'm going to have to unravel some things. And I am, yeah, I am determined to make a change in my life. And it was scary because I was like, I, I have, I'm going to have to make changes. I'm going to have to make changes in my thoughts and my habits. And I don't know how to do that yet. I remember thinking, I don't know what that looks like. And I don't know, how long it's going to take me. I don't know how I'm going to feel. How am I going to feel better again? But I don't want this to just be me. Like, I'm just not going to be someone who blames people, blames circumstances. Like I remember feeling like that kind of in a blame mode. And I, and, but I, and I just was like, I don't want, like, I have a, I have such a big desire to make a big difference in, in people's lives. And I wanted to do really big things in my life. And I was like, I just kept going with that feeling. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to have to figure this out. And it was scary. It was really scary because I didn't really know myself anymore. It was like, I was really confident. And then I was, you know, I was able to fly. Like I loved flying. And then all of a sudden, like I got claustrophobic when I was flying and I couldn't, I got so much anxiety. Like my heart would be literally like beating out of my chest as I was like stepping into the airport and I couldn't even like look around and I was, you know, I, I couldn't even like fly and I'm just, and I'm like, so I, I didn't know who I was anymore. And I was like, I don't want to be this person though. I don't want to be someone who like needs help or like, and that's fine. I'm not saying like, of course we all need help because I have seek that. I didn't mean it like that, but I wanted to be someone who is independent and can go fly and feels good and happy and positive and, and, doing big things in my life. So it it was really scary and it's taken years, you know, to really develop into this person who I am even today to like be able to sit and talk about it and not feel anxious even talking about it because there was even a couple of years ago where if I would talk about the anxiety, it's like almost like brought on anxiety. Um, so, and I've done so much to challenge myself. Like I, I did a leadership course that really, really, you know, made me confront myself and confront, you know, my biggest fears. And then I did meditation courses and then I challenged myself to go abroad again and to stay abroad and to, you know, so I did a lot of different things to challenge myself to grow and to step outside of my comfort zone and to really see 
who I was and dive deeper into who I was so that I can unpack these things that I was feeling so that I can actually really become the person that I want to be, who I know is within me somewhere and be confident and so that I can live the life of my dreams and not hold myself back anymore. You seem like a good embodiment of this idea that I'm hearing a lot about and then I try to work towards is like the more you work internally and the more that you become the person inside that you want to become, the more like the external things just kind of unravel in the way that they're supposed to and that like for you, it sounds like the second that you really did face fear and like slow down and maybe unpack who you are and what you're actually struggling with, it was like the time that you got the ball rolling and then seeing like your list, the list of skills and how like you're such a skill stacker almost, I like to call it, where you like stacking all these different things on top of each other to become such a valuable person. Um, it came through like that internal work, like you said, like a, a leadership course or a, a yoga course or whatever, a, a meditation course. What was it that got you to take the courses that kind of made you to became was it something that was like oh I'm gonna go try this I'm gonna go try this or was it intentional and that you said like I need to get out of my comfort zone like how 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 was that process because I can resonate with that and those are some things I want to be doing more of is like taking more of these courses that will add long-term value to my life so what was it that got you over the edge to start doing these experiences that made you into who you are yeah I think I, I seeked it out a lot. Um, I mean, I went through all of my yoga teacher training and um, I, I just went kind of bonkers with that. You know, I did like 200 hours and I did another 300 hours and then I did another 200 hours and then I did another 100 hours. And then I just, I was very much in a seeking mode. And so I, um, I wasn't so concerned with, because uh, there was a while there where I was like, I want to make a lot of money. <laughs> and um, and then, then I just kind of like let that go for a bit and was like, I just want to learn right now. I want to really learn about myself and, um, I'm not going to be able to get, I, I remember I heard someone say like, what got you here won't get you there. Mm. And it's like, if I keep going, like, you know, like that, the, the famous Einstein quote, right? Like the, what, the, what is crazy is doing the same thing over and over and over and over again and expecting different results. And so it's like kind of those, they're kind of saying the same, the two same things, you know? Yeah. So I thought yeah. like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to have to go through things and figure things out and really um, uncover myself because I, I didn't know. And so I, I seeked it out a lot. I would, I was seeking out people who were looking for this. But I remember feeling for a little while kind of alone, like, I don't feel like I'm on the same path as some other people, you know, some of my friends, like some of them, they were like settling down and having kids. And I was like, not doing that. And I was like, on a, I felt like completely separate path and very alone. Like, um, and, but I, I still just kept listening to my gut. Like, that's the biggest thing I can always say is listen to your gut because there was thing in me that was I think that's where I was I felt so conflicted I'm like oh, maybe I should I should be settling down and having kids like everyone else I know I went to college is doing that like literally every single person I know and and I'm like but that's not what I want right now like I want to have a thriving career I want to like have I'm not ready to just like to be a mom right now and I'm not ready for that like I could feel that but then I'd be like well, why and then so I just so I just was constantly being inqui inquisiting myself and um seeking. And so, yeah, if I, if I found someone that I thought, wow, this person, I can feel that they're on a similar path, you know, I would like want to hang out with them and, or seek out podcasts. Like we're, I think people always put down social media and 
all of that stuff. And I always think that, gosh, like social media is amazing. Like I get some of my biggest inspirations from YouTube videos. Like I love watching um, Abraham Hicks or like listening to Abraham Hicks videos. I love listening to Tony Robbins videos. I love listening to like, and that's all free on YouTube. There's so much amazing free stuff. And like, even just seeing what people are doing on, on Instagram, like, wow, that's like something that you can do or like someplace you can go. Like that's, you know, that's how people know about yoga because it got spread on Instagram. So I think it's, it's like when people put it down, it's like, well, what are you seeking? Are you seeking something that's negative? Are you looking for, you know, for, for the evidence to support your mind and keeping yourself small? Or are you looking for the things to help yourself grow? Because it's, it's available to you. There's so much available to us. Like there's more than enough. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's important to think like that. And so that's why when people say, well, I don't have the money. It's like, this, it's not about money, you know, listen to Abraham Hicks on you know, for, for a week, for a weekend, and you will feel like a new person on Monday and it's all free, you know? So I'm passionate about that because so much of my education uh, has been through that. And I went through a similar thing, especially out of college. I felt like I never had my group of people and I had this like goal of where I wanted to get and people I hung out with were all great people, but they all maybe were settling right away or doing something that totally just didn't vibe with me and similar things where I was like, what's wrong with me? What, like, why do I have these big goals and, and these big things that I want to do and help more people? And, and if I didn't have these free resources and if I didn't live in this amazing time where I could listen to people uh, on podcasts and YouTube videos, there's just so much access to free information that we get to have these mentors that basically I get to feel like they're in the room with me when they're not, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I love that you talked about like your, your feeling with your gut and, and putting yourself in situations to meet new people how big, how big was that for you? I'm in the stage where I'm actively seeking that and I'm actively seeking. And I think people listening can, can be reminded that I love the quote. You're the average of the five people you associate with most. And that's always been in the back of my head. And as I'm in this age where people are settling and, you know, maybe starting a family and doing that thing. And how important was it for you, the people you surrounded yourself with and getting you to the level that you wanted to get to and kind of just the energetic person that you wanted to be like how important was the people for you I think it's really important to surround yourself with with good people I think also it's still up to us to become the person that we want to be you know I don't think we can blame other people because and I say no it's not a blame but but I say that because I know I have been a blamer Mm -hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I say, well, I didn't get to do it because my friends didn't want to, or this, know you this or, you know, you were kind of letting yourself play small because of the people around you. And it's still hard for me. I'm not like, it, it, it's still, it's a practice every single day of becoming my strong, you know, really uncovering those layers of fear and all of that stuff that we've been bogged down by from life experiences. And, um, I think it's, it's, there's, I guess what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of, there are a lot of people out there, you know, to, to feel supported by. And that's why I am so passionate about having an online fitness community, because I think it's amazing that maybe you do have a family and you, you are living in the middle of somewhere that's very remote, but you want to feel healthy and you want to be inspired and motivated you can still log in and do a class with me and log in with the group and feel the energy of a group because I really truly believe that we can feel people's energy even through a Facebook group, right? There's a certain yeah. energy 
directly in a Facebook group or a podcast, right? Someone can just pop on a podcast and feel uplifted. So um, I, I'm really, I feel excited that I'm, I have a community that I get to impact and influence and help, help come together and elevate all together. And it's, I used to be very much of a lone wolf. I think I, I used to thrive on feeling proud of myself for having done, having, having done it on my own. Like there was a sense of pride there. Um, and so I am a really hard worker and I would sacrifice a lot of things like social and things like that. Cause I just, if, if it wasn't like something important enough that I felt to, I didn't want to be pulled away from my work. And I still kind of feel like that now. Um, and I'm very choosy and picky with my time, but I have learned to ask for help more and seek out help and support others, like giving that exchange of energy. Um, because I used to feel like I needed to be perfect all the time. So I couldn't ever show up like not knowing. Uh, and then I realized that's another way of keeping myself small. Whereas if I actually show up just like, I don't know, and I'm, I want to learn and, um, I need help or can you support me? Like that's, that's actually, that's very vulnerable, but it's so much more powerful because you're, you're also letting go of the idea that you have to be perfect or already have to know, um, which also allows you to be humble and to be a beginner and to learn again and to step into something that's uncomfortable or new for you so that you can grow or go to that next level or learn something from somebody else. Yeah. So I'm still learning that skill. And so even like this weekend, I'm starting a public speaking course. Um, which I'm like, <laughs> I'm like so nervous about right now because it's, it's, I know it's going to, I know people who have gone through it and they're like, yeah, it's going to push you. It's definitely, and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. You enter something, I like that you put it in a way. It's like you talked about that you pushed yourself to go abroad. And that reminds me of like how powerful going abroad was for me and how you, sh- you just said like show up not knowing everything. And that was one of the big takeaways for me, like traveling requires you to be humble and just to be small and to accept where you're at and ask for help and directions, even though it might not be the language you speak. And, and by being that vulnerable person that may not know anything, one, it puts people in a position to help you because they're like, look at you, you're a human like I am. And maybe I was in a spot like that. So I can connect with you on a human level. But then if you act like you know everything, people are just going to brush it by and then you don't get to maybe get that help to get you to grow to the next level. So yeah. I love that. I love that you talked about, and that's just what came up for me. And that's such a good reminder to me to just like not come from a place of knowing all the time and to, and to be that vulnerable person that might need help. I, yeah. And I think like, especially with like, I'm in a business, uh, like a business mentorship group. And that's why I did that to continue to ask for support. And sometimes I even feel Cause you know, our Facebook group is the main way that we communicate. And sometimes I don't even want to, you're supposed to like, you know, share your wins and the, the, the losses or mistakes or the lessons or whatever you want to do. And I'm like, I don't even want to like share my, my lessons because I don't want to show up like, Oh, I don't know. Or I'm not as successful as everyone else. Or like, and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm falling back into that same thing of like trying to look perfect and, you know, trying to always show up. Yeah. Looking totally perfect and not ask support, even though like I'm, I'm literally paying them to get coaching and I'm like not asking for support. Like it's crazy when you realize what you actually 
how you take action in your life to, to like support these limiting beliefs that we have. So since I believe that like the only way that I'll be worthy is to look perfect, I will not even ask for support and help in a program that I'm paying for. (laughs) You know, like if you like think about that, like that's so backwards, but so many people do it. Yeah. like, okay, you know, I got to do like a vulnerable post care or a share or like ask for help and like break that. Like each time you do that, you, you break that mold and you prove to yourself that that's not how life has to be. And you can like change and that's where you like, you can change yourself, but it's, it, it's tough. Like it takes like a determination and an awareness and that like, it's like that time to even just inquire yourself um, or within yourself. So. I want to pivot here just a bit. You had came out the gate talking about the unconscious and I kind of pumped the brakes on you and made you come back. But now I want to go to the unconscious because it's something that I am super passionate about, interested in. And it's something that it's like yoga where I'll dabble with it. I'll play with it. I'll reap the benefits of it, but then I'll kind of forget about it. And it's always in the back of my mind of something I need to just take more serious. So what is for someone listening and for myself included, what is the power of unconscious to you? And like, you've done some research on it, obviously, like what can the, what is the power of the unconscious for someone who maybe has no idea? And then it sounds like you do things like maybe affirmations or your meditations or, or whatever it is. How do you go about taking that and, and molding your unconscious to the, to the track you want to go? Yeah. So we have like, what's something crazy, like 8,000 thoughts. Anyways, um, and your subconscious mind basically like files it away quickly. And that's why you're able to do things like driving unconsciously because you just, you, you begin, your brain has to start to sort these things out. So if you have a thought that is over and over, you know, that you have over and over again, or maybe there was a, a traumatic, that's why traumatic experiences usually are very like ingrained in our subconscious because it was so, it's so huge. So like emotionally it's very charged and um, it becomes stored in our body stronger. So it, in that sense, then it, it becomes a belief. Like, so you believe certain things. And so basically like when you're going about your day, you don't even know that you are taking action to support whatever limiting belief you have about yourself. And, and, and it's every single thing that you do, everything in the way that you talk to people, the way that you write, the way that you dress, the way that you, you know, look around where you live, how you live, what, how, what you wear, like, these are all based on things that you believe about yourself. And we misinterpret a lot of these things thinking that life is happening just to us, that we're almost just not even a part of the creation of it. And that we are just going through and like, well, this is where I live. Or like, this is, I guess, where I'm going to school. or This is my job. Or this is what I, you know, this is what they gave me. Or this is what they got, you know. So it's this feeling of like, like a bystander in it. And I think um, understanding our subconscious mind and the power of our thoughts puts us back in the driver's seat and it puts us in responsibility. And 
not everyone wants to take responsibility. I know it was kind of a hard pill to swallow to actually realize that I was not taking responsibility and I was in blame mode and I was blaming my parents for this or that or blaming an ex-boyfriend or blaming this. And it's like, you know, I co-created all of those scenarios, even, you know, the, the breakup, the whatever, whatever it is, you are part, like they say, two to tango, it takes two to tango. So it, um, really understanding your thoughts and your beliefs, I think is one of the biggest, the biggest awakenings that you can have for yourself. Um, one thing that I've started doing that really helps me to just get deeper into my thoughts, some thoughts that I didn't even know I had, which is crazy is just start journaling. And it's interesting because I don't even want to do it. Like, like sometimes I'll like take photos and they're like beautiful and I'm like journaling and it's like, Oh, you know, here I am journaling, but it's like, I did not want to do it. Like to me, it felt like a chore, even though like the photos like, Oh, look at her. Like she must just like, go to yoga and journal all day and, you know, sit by the beach. <laughs> I write every morning. I write three full pages every day. And really, I literally, every time I'm like, I do not want to do this shit. I just want to get on with my day. Like there's no part of me that, but I've made it a rule, like brushing my teeth that it's like what I do. And for the yeah, same, so have the you ever same, investigated like why you don't want to? I think, I don't know. I think I'm so habit energy is so strong for me that, Well, and it comes back to that anxious, I have anxious tendencies. So I get anxious that I'm not doing the rest of the things I know I'm going to do that day. I have my planner. So before I go to bed so I can sleep, I make sure I know what I'm doing the next day. And I think I wake up knowing what I want to do that day and having that 15 to 30 minutes of morning pages never sounds like a good way to start my day really. And sometimes maybe if it's the weekend, I know it's a slow day. I can do it. I can enjoy it. But other than that, like today, I didn't want to do it. I never want to do it. And I think that's a good question. It made me think. It definitely comes from that achieving mindset that I need to go, go, go. And it's not comfortable to slow down and to write out my thoughts. And then that first page is pretty easy. But the second two that my brain's like really like, okay, stop now talking about bargaining with yoga. I'm like, that's enough. But it's always what comes after that first page of pushing through. Uh-huh. And I love that. Like the, the nature of my thoughts really became clear through journaling. And it's, I love that you just touched on that. It, yeah. And I would, uh, you know, encourage you to look even more at like, why am I so anti this? Cause I'm the same. And for me, it's, it, it's exactly that. Like, I don't feel the immediate gain from this. I don't feel like it's going to help me. Um, you know, like there in, in Kundalini yoga, there's like a prosperity meditation. I was like, I don't understand how sitting in my room in the dark with my eyes shut for 20 minutes is going to bring me prosperity. Like there's, there's no, there's no dots. Like I need to go do something to get the prosperity, right? Like that's the feeling that I had. Like if I'm not doing something that I'm not valuable or I'm not I'm not progressing or I'm not, I'm not like worthy of, you know, the, the the being productive or the even worthy of like giving myself that break later in the day or giving myself, um, praise. So for me, that's what I feel like slowing down. is like really hard. And, um, because I don't associate my worth when 
you know, by the amount of time that I relax and even still, like, I don't even watch that much TV because I like, so it's still a practice for me. So when I, um, yeah, when I do journal, it's like, I think I have resistance too, because like, I'm not naturally a vulnerable person. So it means that I have to unpack and release some emotions that I maybe don't necessarily want to like, it's like having like that junk drawer that you just do not want to go into. Like, that's how I feel like journaling is. And it's like, I have to open it and like, organize it. Like you've got to go. But if, if you go through it every day, it's a little cleaner and you kind of know what to expect to find in the junk drawer. If you do it every day. I love that. Um, couple more questions. Like less and less scary. <laughs> exactly, it's a lot less scary now by doing this every day. But you get to know yourself. You get to you get to know like like I always think of it as a closet. Like you get to know what's in your closet. Like you know what pieces you have. If you have, you know, if you need a, a blue shirt or if you need white pants, like you start to really know, and you get to know yourself. And a big tool for me has been finding like every once in a while I'll look over my journal and like the, the goal of the journal for me isn't to write something pretty or cohesive writing. It's just to kind of word vomit and get my, my thoughts out. But if I look back after a few months and look on the writing and I get to look at kind of the whole process of cleaning out my junk drawer, I get to see so many patterns and so many of the same thought patterns coming up and coming up. And so, like you said, getting to know yourself through that is so invaluable. Um, there is some static building up. The connection might be weakening. So I'm going to ask you um, my last question. What is uh, advice you would give to people that want to impact people themselves? So like I said, there's trainers that listen to this. There's coaches, even players listening to this. Just any, everyday people, people who want to help other people make a big impact, do so in an authentic way. I think you're someone that can shed some light on that area. What would your advice be for them? I think we all can teach other people something like we all have something to teach each other um I think that's something that we can remember that you know people might feel like oh well I I that conditional thought like I I need to have this in order to um start my blog or I need to have the perfect website to start or you know the perfect photos to start my Instagram and I would say, you know, start with the desire first, start with the desire of helping people first and making an impact or inspiring people first, like making it about like serving and making a difference. And really it's not about you at all. You know, that's what like I always tell, I always have yoga instructors and people ask me all the time, you know, can you look at my website or can you look at my Instagram? Like, how do I grow my Instagram? And the first thing I always say, like, it'll always be like, hi, I'm so-and-so. And it's like a big picture. And like, I am a yoga teacher. And it's like, what can you, people are coming to your page because they, they want help from you. So what can you do for them? So I, you know, so that's why like on my Instagram bio, you'll see like, I help you get stretchy. I help you feel good. I help you uh, get fit. I help you feel happy. I help you like love your body. So I make it and then I say, hi and hi, I'm Jacqueline. And it's like, that's kind of the order that you want to take when you're approaching anything that you do, because it's really not about you. And I think 
I think um, that's that's a huge mistake that I see that a lot of online bloggers uh, and instructors and things like that do. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm, hopefully that helps. I think that's great advice and something I'll take to heart and I hope other people do as well. So I love that's it. it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for being on the podcast. Uh, Thanks for having me here. (laughs) Thanks again to Jacqueline for hopping on the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. I'm literally rushing this outro because I'm going to yoga class right now. Um, I just signed up for like a seven day free pass at one of the local spots near me and I'm trying to do it for seven days straight. So I got to go to yoga class. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Um, Shout out to Justin Jones, my audio engineer. If you guys are interested in starting a podcast of your own, reach out to me on Instagram and I can help get you started. Um, My audio engineer is the man and he's open to helping more people out, get their message out. So if you have a dope message to get out to people, we want to help you. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Rate and subscribe if you haven't. It helps me get new guests. Uh, And until next time, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Peace.